Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is just plain miserable when it gets humid and the concrete sweats and you can't keep the inside of the house clean. But as we're looking at today, highs of 74, 30% chance for showers, fog early on today and tomorrow, 20% chance for showers then. Highs of 70, spotty storms Wednesday, highs of 68, 74 and rainy on Thursday. Friday, much colder as the front comes through, highs of only 56. And then for the weekend, as it stands now, 54 for a high Saturday, plenty of sunshine. And the Commissioner of Insurance, Louisiana Insurance Commissioner, rather, Jim Donlin, joins us now to talk about the special session. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Tommy. I'm fine. How are you? I'm okay. Let's start from the beginning for people that know of it but don't know about it. You wanted the call, the governor to call a special session, and he did. Why? Because the crisis is at our doorstep. No question about it. We are faced with a skyrocketing cost of insurance, of property insurance in particular. And in, and in this case, more specifically, those 125,000 people who are getting their insurance from the state-sponsored market of last resort, Louisiana Citizens, which is priced above the private sector in order to keep it as a market of last resort. By law, you got to pay. T- it's got to be ten percent, correct? Higher. It's it's got to be higher than the highest riding, actively riding in each parish, plus ten percent. So yes, it's that plus on January first this month, those policies that renewed, and that's about ten thousand per month on average, went up sixty three percent above what they cost a year ago, and that's because citizens had to buy more reinsurance for the last hurricane season based upon their growing book of business due to companies failing, pulling out of the market, et cetera. And Citizens now has 125,000 policies. They had 65,000 estimated for their uh, insurance, the reinsurance coverage for the past season. If we don't do this sooner rather than later, then those folks will face another 30 to 40% rate increase a year from now because citizens will have to buy more reinsurance for the upcoming hurricane season. What do you want them to do, Jim, to, to today as they start the special session and before it ends this week? Fi- uh, finance or, or fund the bill that they passed last year called the Louisiana Insurance Incentive Program. They passed it. I believe it was unanimous. I knew of no opposition. And what, what we're asking them to do is out of their billion-dollar surplus that they have uh, due to the rebuild of Louisiana after the last 
to hurricane uh, experiences, Laura and Ida in particular, $24 billion paid for damage from Texas to Mississippi along our coast. If they would do that, I am convinced that citizens would be able to do what they did the year this program was used after Katrina and Rita, and that is offload 41,000 policies the first month, uh, the first year after that program is put into place. Michael Finch, the second, wrote a story for NOLA.com. You're well aware of it. He says the results from then were a mixed bag, were they? Well, the editorial inside the Picayune yesterday said, and I'll quote, uh, that incentive program war of, of critical importance. That incentive program worked. Lawmakers put $29 million into the fund after Katrina, and the market stabilized in a few years. More insurers wrote policies. Fewer homeowners had to rely on citizens, and premiums leveled off at least for a while. No question about it. 41,000 of those policies in citizens, when that bill was funded 15 years ago, immediately got moved over to a private sector insurer with cheaper coverage, and competition resulted in, up until Laura, homeowners' uh, premiums going up only 1% per year for seven years in a row, on, a on average, 1% per year for seven years in a row uh, before Laura hit us and, and prices started going up again. What is a legally defined quid pro quo when it comes to the $45 million in, in aid, uh, not in aid, in incentives? Sure. If, if you get the incentive or you take it, what do you have to do? You have to do this. You, uh, <clears throat> we had five companies take, on average, five, $5 million apiece total of $29 million, but for discussion purposes. The first thing you have to do is you have to put up into an escrow account that we maintain at the Department of Insurance for compliance with the program through its requirements. You have to put up as a company an additional $5 million of cash into, your, into that escrow account. That's your money toward your reserves and capital. Then you have to write twice the combination of the grant money and the and the uh, uh, company money, or twenty million dollars um, in in uh, new business in the state of Louisiana. Half of that, fifty percent of it, has to be done in the southern half of the state of Louisiana, and you have to stay on that coverage for a minimum of five years. Over the life of the program, the first go round, fifteen years ago, we recouped or clawed back. $4.4 million from those five companies who, as we monitored them monthly for their writings and where they were writing, et cetera, did not meet all of the requirements. And they willingly acknowledged that and repaid the $4.4 million that they had not earned by meeting all of those requirements. It worked then. It'll work again now. And an additional critical part of this is doing it now rather than in the regular session is also motivated in addition to trying to help those 30,000 citizens policyholders get off of that skyrocketing cost they're paying. It will also enable the companies that want to do that participate in this program and others that, that maybe don't want to put up the additional money or meet the requirements for whatever reason to get to, to the reinsurance market in places like Bermuda, uh, Zurich, London, et cetera, where these small regional carriers doing business in all the coastal states on the Atlantic, all around the Gulf Coast, have to reinsure their risk because of, of the significant 
uh, exposure they have to hurricane events doing business in coastal areas, they have to get there. That has to be in place by June 1st, beginning of, of the hurricane season. Everybody is over there now. All the companies are over there now negotiating for, for reinsurance in competition with each other. If, <clears throat> if companies wanting to participate in this program can't know that they're going to get this until late April, May, it's too late for them to get there and expect to have uh, even availability of reinsurance in a tightening market that exists today. All right, let me take a, a quick break. We come back. You know, somehow the term Band-Aid has been – uh, has become pejorative, I guess, in terms of a solution. But there's a need for Band-Aids because they sell millions and millions of them every year, right? So we'll talk about that. And then what are some of the longer-term solutions of the homeowner's insurance crisis in Louisiana? Jim Donlin, Louisiana Insurance Commissioner, returns in a moment. Right now it's time for traffic on WWL. 726 and a half, Tommy Tucker, WWL, on this Monday morning, talking to Jim Donlin, Louisiana Insurance Commission. Special session convenes today. Talk about the homeowner's Louisiana insurance crisis. Jim, some people have called this a Band-Aid approach, but they sell almost 45 uh, billion band, million Band-Aids a year. So apparently there is a need for those. Um, talk about that, if you will. What would you say to somebody that says this is a Band-Aid approach and what are some long-term solutions? Absolutely. And, and they're correct. This is not a silver bullet, the other phrase that's used all the time. Uh, it is an effort to address a crisis. The, the, the state is on fire or the sky is falling, whichever phrase you want to use. We have an, an extremely critical insurance crisis in our state, and this is the quickest proven way to address it on, in the short term. The long term, I just got back from Florida International University, where I went with colleagues from all over the South. I happened to be chair of the Southeast Zone Insurance Commissioners this year. We had regulators and, insur and commissioners, 40 of us, in a small room on that university campus for a day and a half. And we saw a demonstration of their wall of wind, which replicates 150-mile-an-hour winds uh, for, for a hurricane. They build event, uh, small replicas of homes uh, built to scale with, with uh, roofs like we, we have here in south Louisiana and gave us the background on how cat modeling is done uh, with more detail than, than I've had before, an incredibly valuable um, experience, I, I might add, for us regulators, no question about it. But the short term is this proven incentive program to attract companies, get their attention. Only five took our $29 million when we offered $100 million 15 years ago. It wasn't my program. Lobby and Jeff Albright of the Big Eye put it together at then-Governor Blanco's request. All we're doing this time is copying it because it proved so successful. 41,000 policies taken out of citizens within a year. So that's that's the uh, the, the short-term fix, the long-term fix, we also saw great uh, uh, demonstrations of in, uh, in, in, at the university in Miami, Florida International University, of the Alabama Fortify Homes program. Both of these were created legislatively by the legislature last year. The incentive program was passed, I think, unanimously. Fortify Homes was passed, I believe, unanimously also. We're copying what they have done now over the past five years to fortify roofs, homes, but particularly roofs, to the tune of over 30,000 of them. Started in Mobile and, and Baldwin counties on the coast, has spread to Montgomery and Birmingham in central uh, Alabama as well. 
North Carolina has started on the Outer Banks, now has over 5,000 homes built to fortify standards in their state. Us in South Carolina started our programs last year. We're going to be asking for funding in the regular session to start giving those grants out to get homes built to fortify standards. If the roof stays on, on Grand Isle, if you're high enough to avoid the storm surge, you can withstand 150-mile-an-hour winds as they experienced with Ida. It has been proven and can be done. We're out of time, Jim. uh, Ten seconds, rather. Do you have the votes? Do you think it passes? Do they have the votes? It's a toss-up, in my opinion. All right. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you again, Jim Jim Donlan, Louisiana Insurance Commissioner. We'll take a look at the week ahead on Wall Street when we come back with Mark Roser, President and CEO of Jefferson Financial Federal Credit Union, Monday Morning Markets. With Mark right now, it's time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.